This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Welcome to Variety's Strictly Business Podcast. I'm Chris Wilman, Senior Music Writer and Chief Music Critic for Variety. I'm excited to talk with our guest today, CMT's Leslie Fram, who by general consensus, I think we can say, is one of the most important executives in the national music industry. That's not just for what she accomplishes for CMT, which is a lot, but for what she brings as an agent of change in her extracurricular activities as well. We're co-founding a couple of organizations that deal with gender and racial diversity in country music, to being a force in the Recording Academy and being the just now uh, newly re-elected governor of the Academy's Nashville Chapter Board. At CMT, where she's been a top executive for 11 years now, she's the Senior Vice President of Music and Talent. That means she's a producer or executive producer on the network's tentpole music specials and series like the CMT Awards, CMT Artists of the Year, CMT Crossroads, and the Weekend Top 20 Countdown Show. And she also oversees all musical integration within the brand means not just the original programming on the cable channel, but the cmt.com website and music video airplay on digital platforms. If you've ever read an article on women in country music in the last 10 years or so, I know you've seen Leslie's name, even if you read nothing else about Nashville. When uh, last year at this time, Billboard named her executive of the year, uh, Leslie was quoted as saying she wants to make country music a, quote, big, beautiful tent for all underrepresented voices, unquote. That's a tall order, as you may know, if you read about the controversies that have risen over lack of diversity in country. But uh, Leslie has co-founded a couple of organizations that have been important in the space of raising awareness for how the industry can do better, including Change the Conversation, which deals with women in country, and Nashville Music Quality, just focused on what needs to be done to increase the representation of people of color in country. Now, I don't wanna make it sound like Leslie works on these issues only after hours, she brings a lot of that focus to the world of CMT, of course. At CMT in 2014, she started up Next Women of Country, an initiative designed to give up-and-coming female artists a platform 
that they often don't get anywhere else. And then two years ago, she spearheaded a CMT Equal Play initiative, which guarantees that women will get at least 50% representation in CMT's music programming. I'm Chris Willman, your host for this episode. We'll be right back after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. This is Chris Willman of Variety, and I'm back with CMT's Leslie Fram. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm actually, you can't see me, but I'm blushing from that incredible introduction. Thank you. Oh, gosh. Uh, my pleasure. Always good to talk with you in dribs and drabs as I have in the past. I'm glad we get to go a little more uh, in depth today. Prior to 2011, which is when you moved to Nashville and joined CMT, of course, uh, your entire career up to that point was spent in the alternative and album-oriented rock formats. And uh, you were even nicknamed, as I've read it, uh, the first lady of modern rock. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but... It's interesting. A lot of people don't know I had a former life um, in radio. That was my radio was my first love is kind of being a shy kid listening to the radio, you know, growing up. And that was my form of entertainment. But radio was my first love. I did a few years in top 40 and then album, like you said, album oriented rock and then alternative for many years 
in Atlanta and New York? Well, then in, in 2011, um, the station you were at in New York with Matt Pinfield suddenly changed formats, as happens uh, every week in this business. And, yes. uh, you, and you went into television unexpectedly. And I don't want to say you never looked back, but uh, it's gone so well for you at CMT. And uh, Brian Phillips, uh, who used to work with the radio, had become the chief of CMT. And he says, come to Nashville and do country music. And you're from Alabama, so maybe moving to the South, again, was not a big stretch. But country music might have been for you. So um, were you like, gee, I don't know if that's for me. Or yeah, sure, country music, that seems natural, even though I've just been playing you know, Nirvana for the last 20 years. It's a very interesting that my probably last two years in New York, maybe the last year in New York, um, a couple of label reps that were friends of mine took me to a couple of concerts, country concerts. And, uh -huh. you know, pop country just was not in my sphere. I really I knew more about the classics and, you know, a lot of Americana artists I loved, like Lyle Lovett. But I didn't really know a lot about contemporary country. And people took me to shows like I saw Keith Urban and I was like, wow, this is kind of a rock show. And I saw Brad Paisley and Miranda Lambert and it started opening up my my world, but did not know a lot about the format or the artist. So when I when Brian, you know, who was my mentor and we had worked together at 99X for many years, offered me the job to take, you know, take over the music at CMT, I said yes without even thinking about it. So I, I moved here, absolutely loved Nashville and the, you know, the Nashville community of people. As you know, Chris, they're so friendly and you know, they welcome you with open arms. But I really put my head down that first year. Yeah, I went to a ton of concerts and studied the artist and you know, also studied the, the format. And to be honest with you, I needed to learn the job as well. So for the first year, I really put my head down. And I set out to meet a whole new set of people, learn the music, and then going from radio to television, honestly, learn the job. So I, I feel like it was a such a learning experience because this format works so differently than pop and rock. You know, and now I'm, you know, now I'm in it. I love it. Yeah. What's the biggest difference for how it works? I mean, I know like playlists in radio are very slow moving, but in television, maybe you don't have to, to deal with that so much. A lot of it was about touring at that time, you know, 10, 11 years ago, it was very hard to get on a tour unless you had a song on the radio. And guess who that excluded? Women. And then honestly, the way the chart works and, and how the whole, you know, the heart, whole chart system works. But the one thing that um, that I did learn coming out of that experience was lack of support for female artists. But I will say that, you know, hopefully that is changing, especially with, you know, some of the initiatives that we started, you know, 2013, 2014. But that was the biggest difference. I do think that there's a loyal fan base, more loyal than any other genre, which I learned. I also learned that fans go to concerts and they're there for the opening act. I remember going to see Eric Church. And, you know, there was a whole family sitting behind me. And I was like, they were there from the very minute the first act was there. And I never experienced that in a lot of other shows that I went to. Well, uh, this may be a loaded question, but how much has changed? <laughs> you, you've uh, it's been eight years since Next Women of Country started. Um, I know a lot of women who uh, were part of that program have broken out in a big way. Uh, like, you know, Maren Morris was in the program at one point, Kelsey Ballerini. Carly Pierce, who's kind of finally getting her due with number one songs. Uh, Gabby Barrett was a Next Women of Country graduate. Um, and yet, uh, so there's all these real success stories. 
And yet looking at the overall picture of women in the country, uh, you know, we know Dr. Jada E. Watson has run a lot of data on the radio charts and it seems like it's as bad as it was then when you really go down to what percentage of the overall um, format women have in radio. And, uh, and you know, this program you started a few years ago, Equal Play on CMT, where you devoted um, at least 50%, pledged to devote at least 50% of all airplay on CMT and its platforms to women. Um, it's not like a radio has just come along and go, oh, what a great idea. You know, they won't even pledge 10%, you know, uh, and it, it seems like it's, it's down to 5% at times when we look at uh, Dr. Watson's data. So uh, what's your feeling on what's changed and, and what hasn't for women since this has been a controversy for so long now? I think the, the positive changes that I've seen is that when we first started Next Women of Country and really pledged to support and expose these female artists, we've seen more women get signed to record labels and more women get signed to publishing companies. And the other, really the other aspect was women supporting women because remember a lot of female artists were taught there's only one slot. So we wanted to make sure that female artists were supporting each other on social media and talking about each other because a win for one was a win for all. And I, I know that I've said that many times, but it's true. Unfortunately, we have seen years where the percentages have gone down and that's when we looked at it and said, you know, we can't control what terrestrial radio does. We can't control what streaming services do. What we can control is what CMT does. And that's really what precipitated CMT equal play because we looked at our hour by hours, you know, at CMT in the morning and then CMT music, which is our 24 hour video channel. And we started another 24 hour video channel on Pluto TV, which is owned by Paramount before Viacom CBS. And what's happened is that we see that country music index is so high on especially Pluto TV. So 50-50 parody of male-female videos every single hour. Ratings haven't gone down. And now with a, you know, a nod towards diversity and making sure that we have diverse voices in those hours. But really changing it to 50-50 was a bold move. And quite honestly, it, the ratings haven't gone down. And we've been able to expose that many more women whether they're signed or unsigned, you know, we do have slots for independent artists as well in all of our franchises. That's great. I, I want to ask you more about Pluto TV in a minute. Um, but before I do, um, besides the gender front, there's the racial disparity front. Unfortunately, we have to deal with the multiple issues that come up in country. And there's actually been a lot of black artists doing really well on radio recently. Um, and in the, the wider community of, of how people experience country. And I think of Jimmy Allen and uh, Breland, who I know uh, is a friend of yours. Um, and, uh, but it's almost as if radio is saying, hey, we don't have a problem with people of color after all in this format, just, just female people of color. <laughs> and so we, we have the, uh, uh, you know, the, the Mickey Guidance of the world who seem like superstars if kind of you're out there in the mainstream and not really a part of country radio and uh and not and you're experiencing things through award shows and uh kind of mass media presence um but uh, the airplay hasn't been there but but clearly mickey guyton is, is a favorite of cmt um but does it feel like kind of uh black women is really the last frontier in this format for some reason you know it's interesting and and a lot of people in town will tell you this because we all remember when 
she sort of made her debut at CRS Country Radio Seminar, you know, 10 years ago when UMG does their huge showcase at the Ryman. And she came out on that stage and got a standing ovation. Now, remember, the people in that audience are all radio people. And she still wasn't supported. And that first single, you know, to me was was a smash. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know, you know, what the research said or didn't say. But I can tell you that my radio ears said that song was a smash. So she's really been largely ignored at terrestrial radio. And then she goes back again, you know, last year and gets another standing ovation, you know, singing Black Like Me. But to me, she has arguably one of the best voices, not just in country music, but but just in music. And the fact that she's been embraced by, you know, the Super Bowl to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she can't get played on terrestrial radio. That is a huge question mark in my mind for someone who's held her head up and, you know, became the voice of everything over the last several years. She deserves to be supported. She's talented. Well, continuing on on the subject of women, just for a minute, uh, because it's a rich subject. <laughs> I'm it is. Have, we could go on all day about it. Yeah. I, I'm interested in why you think occasionally someone breaks through and, and others like Mickey don't. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like radio has not been that interested in Mickey Guyton and Casey Musgraves, who is basically, you know, one of the most recognizable stars in any format at this point. And on CMT, uh, these people are stars. And in the mass media, they're st- stars. Um and then occasionally someone breaks through, and I've been interested in like why Lainey Wilson, who I like a lot, has broken through and had a number one record. And it, it's sort of, uh, I, I, I don't know, you know, I, I think radio sometimes uses that to say, hey, we're not, we're not prejudiced because, you know, we gave this person a, a number one record and that gives us a, like a free ride for another eight months. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering, you know, is there something they're looking for out of women that they're not getting or, or is there like real bias and prejudice there? And again, this isn't, you know, obviously, I know we're talking about terrestrial radio, but a lot of my friends are at radio program, radio stations. A lot of them have their hands tied because they're overseeing, you know, multiple radio stations and and can't make decisions in their own market. But the Casey Musgrave story is one of the most perplexing stories ever, because if you are in radio, you should be jumping on anything pop culture. The fact that she won all of those Grammys and was still not supported. And I can say the same thing about Chris Stapleton in a few minutes. But uh, for someone who had a classic country album and was not supported, I, I, there's no answer. There's absolutely no answer. So she went out on her own and she has a career without radio and will always have a career without radio. But the fact that Casey Musgraves, who by the way, is in a league of her own and took the format globally and is not supported. I mean, mm-hmm. this is how you're going to get me all worked up. Um, I think for Lainey, she's, listen, Lainey is straight down the middle country. And I think, again, right now, the fans and, and radio are seeing that there's a huge appetite for authenticity and for, and for mainstream country. And I think timing-wise, it's been great for Lainey Wilson. She's so talented and, you know, we're all happy that she's having this moment. And I think she's it's going to end up being our next superstar. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like there's there's maybe a more strict litmus test that, that women have to pass than men. Although the, I the think men that, are- you know, and again, and I love, I have so many favorite male artists, but to me, the women are making the most interesting music right now. And for, for radio, 
I think that radio wins when there's a great balance and that's balance of sound and balance of gender. So where are the women? You know, I always say that we're in fear of erasing female voices. So if you hear eight male voices in a row and then you hear a female, guess what? It's going to be a disruptor because you're training the listeners not to hear female voices. And that to me is a detriment to the format. And it's really bothersome for the future of the format because women to me were the backbone of this format with Loretta and Dolly and, and everyone else. So the future of the format to me is in jeopardy by erasing, you know, females and, and their point of view to the audience. And it's interesting because even some of the superstars like Miranda don't get a break at country radio either. Mm -hmm. yeah. There have been many Miranda songs that haven't gone to number one that should have gone to number one, hint, hint, the, the latest one. I think, you know, listen, there are alternate ways now for artists to be exposed, which is great. I think it's a great time to be an artist. I know it's kind of the wild, wild west and you have, you know, more that you have to do because there's so many different platforms now. But I think that you could have legitimately have a career as an independent artist because you run that fear if you get signed of being put on the back burner or you're on a runway with, you know, 20 other artists and you're not able to freely release music on your own. That's why I love what some of these independent artists are doing, whether it's on TikTok or whatever, you know, you know, the, the Ashley Cooks of the world who just got signed and Alexandra Kay. I mean, they're doing it on their own. And I've seen some of these TikTok artists actually band together and do their own tours. So in a way, you know, they're saying, listen, we can do this independently. We have a whole fan base that's out there that's discovering us on social media. We're talking with Leslie Fram of CMT on Strictly Business. We'll be right back. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using oh. fabric softener. Oh. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. 
We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. We're back with Leslie Fram of CMT, who's leading the charge in Nashville for diversity with some outside initiatives for country music, as well as the work she does at CMT. To move away from the subject of representation uh, for a little bit here, first I want to ask you about the world of CMT itself and its core music franchises. And uh, most of all, or most prominently of all, uh, the CMT Awards, as people know, went on CBS for the first time this year. Um, there were musical chairs going on in the country awards sphere, um, and the CMAs were unaffected by that. But the other two big shows, uh, the ACMs and the CMTs, did some switching around. And, um, you know, CBS stopped negotiating to renew the ACMs. And I, I think a lot of us probably thought, well, you know, CBS can do without a country music awards show. That wouldn't be the strangest thing in the world. And then we hear that they're elevating the CMT awards to premiere on. CBS and then follow on uh, CMT later and and also be on a million different channels and platforms like everything is nowadays. Um, and uh, that, that seems like a, a no brainer in retrospect, but do you remember the initial stirrings of, hey, this is something we can do to elevate a show that corporately is already in-house. Um, it's already a franchise for um, a sister or niece network or whatever we want to call it. Um, and uh, did you have any sort of territorial feelings like uh, oh, we should we should keep that on CMT uh, or what was your feelings when you first started to get the rumblings of an idea that uh, the CMT awards would, would be on a major broadcast network? You know, we've really been lucky, Chris, that we've had big fans of the CMT Music Awards in the company, within the company, from Bob Backish to George Cheeks, to Bruce Gilmer, to Chris McCarthy, they come to the show every year. So the fact mm -hmm. that it was in the portfolio just made sense to take it to a broader audience on CBS. And so for us, obviously taking it to a bigger audience, we were really proud that we were able to do that. Plus, you know, streaming on Paramount Plus, it just, it made sense in the fact that they were fans of the show, they're fans of country music, they loved what we did. And most importantly, they said, hey, just do the show that you do. You don't have to change anything because it's going on CBS. We just want you guys to do the show that you do because, you know, our show has a different point of view outside of the fact that it's fan voted. Our show is known for great collaborations with artists from out of the genre, unexpected moments and, you know, having that look of an outdoor stage. And so I think it all worked and it worked beautifully on CBS. You know, we had to change the date because of the Grammys, but at the end of the day, I thought the show was beautiful. We were really proud of it. And, you know, for me to be able to continue to work with Margaret Como and John Hamlin, it's just, it's an honor. I learn every day from them, but having that support from the company. And again, they were all here and they were sitting the very beginning of the show to the very end of the show, they were just, you know, they're in, they're, they're always in awe. And I think they also love the camaraderie between the artists because sometimes you might not see that at other award shows and other genres, but the fact that the artists love each other and they sit with each other and they do the red carpet and they're cheering each other on. We kind of have our own special world in country music, but again, we were very proud of what we were able to do on CBS and the fact that we're going to be back on CBS next year. 
Okay, so that's a commitment to uh, it, that it worked, and we're going to keep doing it. It's a huge commitment again, and uh, you know, probably one of the proudest moments for all of us at CMT because it's our biggest show of the year. So to mm -hmm. be able to have it on CBS and Paramount Plus, having that brand be displayed to a bigger audience, our brand meant the world to all of us. Yeah. You know, when I when I was trying to figure out how the show did, it seems almost impossible now. I mean, I don't know how you gauge between the different channels and platforms it's on and actual multiple networks and different ways to stream. Um, and you've got, uh, you know, this new free service that Paramount is on. Um, so uh, when we talk about ratings now, whether it's for that show or anything else, is there even like a, a single measure that makes sense that you, you look to to figure out whether we're on the right track? You know, I listen, I think that the fact that we had over five million viewers, it was such a win for the company because you never know. You know, mostly award shows are down in viewing only because there's so much for people to consume nowadays. But the fact that we had, you know, billions of impressions on social media and, you know, we see that with the VMAs all the time that people are consuming in different ways. And now that we can take it to all these different platforms for our fans to consume, it just that's the thing I love about being in this company, because now with Paramount Plus, we're looking to align all of the, bland, the brands globally. You know, we have these music council calls where we're saying, okay, what are we all doing this year and how can we all support? So it could be CMT having a crossroads that gets played on all of the MTV brands and, and you know, all over Europe. You know, we did that with Kelsey Ballerini and Halsey. And now we're talking about doing that with more of our crossroads and having crossroads having a you know having a real presence on Paramount Plus. Uh, we're working on our 20th anniversary this year for Crossroads mm -hmm. and looking to have more of our crossroads on Paramount Plus. And now we've taken over the iconic VH1 storytellers for CMT storytellers. We we taped our first one and aired it with Brooks and Dunn. We're about to do another one, which, uh, you know, I can tell you is with Darius Rucker that we're going to tape in, in August. So the fact that we're aligning all of these brands is just really exciting. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about CMT Crossroads because yes. um, you, you guys don't do a lot of them, but when you do, you really focus a lot of attention on them. So um, the Black Pumas, Mickey Guyton one was great. Um, do you have a feeling for... Uh, how many of those you want to do and whether um, it's like having a special or you think of it as a series, even though it's kind of intermittent or what's what sort of uh, you know, we, the approach? We tape, we actually air for a year on CMT. Okay. I think that we're looking to do some bonus crossroads that can air on Paramount Plus. We're working right now on our 20th anniversary episode, which we'll be able to tell you about very soon, but there's so many artists that still want to do crossroads. Plus we have artists that have done multiple crossroads just because of the longevity of their career. And so a, a lot of the country artists have done multiple crossroads. They love, you know, they love doing it obviously because they have an affinity for artists outside of the genre. And we always, the first thing a lot of our new artists say is I want to do a crossroads with, it just comes up organically all the time. And we always have people on Twitter making crossroads recommendations, which I love. I'd love some help booking. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to ask um, about the different ways people experience CMT now. 
and CMT is primarily a linear cable brand. Uh, but the pay TV world is changing fast, as you know we see within your parent company, Paramount Global. Um, so how much are you focused on CMT's linear TV business these days? And what have you learned by having CMT on Pluto TV, which I know a lot of TV execs love because they, they get to see how long people watch any given show on streaming and track that in real time. And that's, that's not something you used to get from uh, Nielsen ratings. You know, Pluto has been very interesting, as has been Paramount Plus, because Chris McCarthy's vision, you know, for Paramount Plus was to bring back all these iconic MTV shows. And when you look at like Yo! MTV Raps and Beavis and Butthead and the hundreds of episodes, there's such an affinity for nostalgia and the fact that they are reimagining MTV's behind the music. To me, those are those brands and, you know, between you and I, you know that around the pandemic, there was this real urgency and need for nostalgia. And the fact that these shows are coming back and some of them are coming back and being reimagined is just so important because that that MTV brand and those the CMT brand are so relevant to a generation and more generations to come. So the fact that we have Pluto TV that can air, you know, old MTV episodes and CMT episodes, and now with Paramount Plus, it's great because we can just really spread this wealth of content. And we always talk about the vault because if you look at MTV and CMT, the vault of what we have is overwhelming. You know, we feel like CMT, especially what differentiates us with other country outlets is the fact that we are in the business of country music 365 days a year. We have this living, breathing, hot 20 countdown every single weekend, which is three hours of like up to the minute country content, interviews, videos, festivals. Um, it's it's something that we're very proud of what our digital team has done, they have created these unbelievable franchises. One is called CMT Stages that looks at the stages of someone's career. A beautiful docu-series called On the Road where we can actually go on the road with an artist and see the day-to-day living, breathing life of being on the road on a real tour. Um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg of what the digital team is doing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who are uh, old fashioned like some of us, we're not always thinking about the digital sphere and uh, all your different platforms. And so um, I think, you know, it's easy to hear a lot of complaints. You, you probably hear them sometimes. Uh, the same complaints that uh, still and probably still are made about MTV. Like, where, where's the M, man? You know, it's, right. it's, all, it's all lifestyle programming or, or uh, reality shows. You know, you devote a, a few hours in the middle of the night to music videos. Um, and... Uh, people aren't really necessarily thinking that you have all this other stuff kind of going on on the side where the music has kind of moved. So how, how do you feel about that? Just personally, the fact that, you know, when people come to CMT music wise, of course, you've got the top 20 countdown every weekend and things like that and the specials during the year. But if people really want a diet of country music, they're going to need to drift to your other platforms. Um, and do you think people Absolutely. are aware at this point? I think, you know, Probably uh, a mainstream public doesn't understand that, you know, videos don't rate on television, but yeah. the amount of content that MTV produces on a daily, weekly basis for music, plus internationally, and what we've been able to do, because every month we are out filming 
country content, whether it's CMT Campfire Sessions or Crossroads, any of the music franchises that we do are about to announce a new one. Every month, music is present on the channel, but also music is present on all of our other platforms as well. Um, and I did want to bring up the fact that the synergy that I was talking about a minute ago with Paramount Plus, especially in and CMT is that you have artists now that are making these great, whether they're documentaries or music series, like Miranda Lambert did this beautiful series from the Marfa tapes. And I don't know if you saw it, but it aired on Paramount Plus and CMT. And Tom Douglas's unbelievable documentary, I've never seen a documentary like this called Love Tom that premiered on Paramount Plus and will be airing on CMT. So, you know, Casey Musgraves, you know, who did her, her amazing album uh, movie on Paramount Plus. Those are the type of things that we can also partner with artists on, which we're, you know, that's a big part of our future is being able to partner with our artists around their content and telling their stories. Yeah, yeah. So Paramount Plus, it sounds like has, has really been a big boon as far as you're concerned in terms of uh, being able to do different types of programming. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think when you look at, and Paramount as well, when you look at 1883 and Yellowstone and the fact that, you know, the music of Yellowstone is very Americana country centric and supporting artists like Lanny Wilson. And now Lanny Wilson will have a part in Yellowstone. I mean, those are the things that will continue to happen where we can embrace artists outside of just their music. Um, 1883 with Tim and Faith reminding people that, you know, Tim McGraw is also an amazing actor. And guess what? So is Faith Hill. It's so those are those are the the things that we're really excited about telling those rich stories. Yeah. Well, I just want to ask you for a minute about your, your pace and how you manage your lifestyle, because I, I feel like, you know, every artist in the industry, you're not removed. You go to shows <laughs> and not just not just, you know, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill's show either, but, you know, uh, showcases for artists that are no name. And uh, I think that's a point of pride for you that, that you have your, your finger on the pulse of who might bubble up. Um, and you also have a life on a farm outside of Nashville, uh, you and your husband. And, and I believe I read two donkeys and a draft horse. <laughs> so uh, you have to pace yourself to, to be someone <laughs> um, who's out of all these shows. Well, and, I have to give credit. We have an incredible music team at CMT. And, you know, we're all music heads of all kinds of music. And they're turning me on to stuff all the time. Um, I remember when I first got here, maybe two years in, Jen Danielson, who works at Warner Brothers now, was on my team. And she was like, you really need to know about this guy named Chris Stapleton. So I think that, you know, it's it's wonderful that we all consume music, all kinds of music on a daily basis. Um, it's really sort of a hobby for me. So I don't look at it as work. Plus, I'm not doing those crazy radio hours and getting up at 4 a.m. to do a morning show like I used to. Yeah. And it also helps that in Nashville, the showcases are, you know, at six or six 30. So, <laughs> nice but I still, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to go see Brandy Carlisle next week. She's going to be at Ascend. I'm a huge Brandy fan. Um, I just, I love music. It's, it's, it's really a hobby for me. Live music is a hobby for me. I mean, you've been a agent of change uh, for greater representation of women, greater representation of people of color. And I would feel like these could be discouraging things at times when we see how slow change comes in Nashville and in country music and, and a lot of times in the music industry generally. But um, 
you know, there's not always a lot of recognition. Yes, we really need to change our ways um, and, and get woke or anything like that. Um, sure. and, and you seem like such an optimistic person. And I, I would feel like, uh, you know, if, if I were devoting myself to those causes, it, it would become difficult at times to be uh, that sunny about it. And, and uh, so do you, do you have a lot of internal rage that we just never get to see because as you see how slow change comes sometimes? Or are, are you uh, as optimistic as, as you seem? Well, I know I do get discouraged and, you know, you and I are on Twitter a lot and there's a lot of negativity on Twitter. And I'm just one that doesn't want to get into that route of being negative. I don't really think it serves any purpose. I do think it's important, though, to speak up And this company, you know, Paramount Plus, formerly Viacom CBS, has allowed me, you know, to have a voice. And for all of us as CMT to, you know, have equal access and, and, you know, starting from equal play now with equal access in our partnership with M theory and cameo Carlson. I mean, it's about, you know, putting our money, you know, where our mouth is and going, Hey, we can make change. We started equal access with M theory so that we could support diverse voices and be a pipeline for people that want to be in the industry. So I just try to focus on the things that I can help control and change. And then I have advisors at Nashville music equality with Shannon Sanders and, Gina Miller and Courtney Catone, and it's, they have been such great, you know, advisors. Like I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with Shannon Sanders and, and he's called me about things. So I, again, I try, yes, I do get discouraged, but again, I don't think that staying in a negative state is going to help anyone. So I just try to stay positive and move forward. And I think moving forward is really the best thing to do. Do you have a, a Nashville hero? Is, is there anyone that you look up to in the business who? Uh, yes, I do. Well, outside of my former boss, Brian Phillips, who is my longtime mentor, um, I would say Cindy Mabe hmm. at UMG. I think that she's such an artist advocate. She really cares about the artists. And, you know, I think that I, I see it on a daily basis you know, and I can text her about something and she'll text me right back. And, you know, we we both have an affinity and feel for a lot of these artists and what they go through. You know, it's it's really not easy. And I think a lot of labels are now understanding that they have to do something about, you know, the mental health of their artist as well. So some artists get signed and they're not prepared for about what what's about to happen to them. And I think that really means a lot to to her and, you know, to all of us. I really support organizations like Porter's Call that are there for these artists and what they have to go through, you know, on a daily basis. Yeah, well, I love Cindy. Um, and I, I'm sure whether it's her or you that the artists out there uh, it may not always be the norm that uh, they run into executives who can really deal with them on a one to one basis and, and talk personally and uh, can see why they, they value that when they when they find it. So. No, I appreciate it. I, you know, I, um, I just don't want to have an email unanswered because I remember when I was a baby DJ and I would send my cassettes out to people and people got back to me and I was like, wow, if I would ever be in a position, I would get back to people. And it, it means a lot to someone that you at least, you know, they were heard in other words, and you get, you were able to get back to them and, and just sometimes a little encouragement goes a long way. Okay. Well, now I'm feeling ashamed for my 100,000 unopened emails, but <laughs> good for you for being able to keep a handle on that. That's great. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a real pleasure to talk with you. And uh, everyone listening, please uh, offer a, a silent round of applause for uh, CMT's Leslie Fram. Oh, you're amazing, Chris. Thank you. This has been an episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of conversation with media movers and shakers. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review at Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.